has been letting me come into the college class and teach and share and uh, impart some things that the Lord has imparted into my life, uh, whether it be in prayer or study or, or through the uh, ministry of other ministers being used of God. I don't really care how God does it as long as He does it. <laughs> Amen. I don't really care how He builds His church. I just have confident, confidence that He has and is and will continue to build His church. And if He has to use a hammer or a screwdriver, whatever, Whatever, the glory goes to God. The hammer never takes the credit for the building. It's always the hand that the hammer is in that gets the glory. Hello? The tools don't get the praise, but the hand whose tool that is in, he gets the praise. And so we do thank God because he has been building the church not just numerically, but developing his church, growing, uh, maturing, feeding, and providing. And he is such a great shepherd, a good shepherd he is. Uh, before the ascension of Jesus Christ, uh, I wanted to share some words that were recorded in the New Testament with us here tonight. And I'm going to talk about the most powerful ministry in the church, the most powerful ministry in the church. Are you wondering what that is, Brother Garza? What is the most powerful ministry in the church? Does it have anything to do with position? Well, let's find out. Let's find out, Brother Mackey, what is the most powerful ministry within the church? Praise God. This is exciting. If you've been around me a little while, especially recently, and you've been in some of the classes, then you probably already know the answer. But to those uh, that are not sure, <clears throat> you're going to find out tonight whether you agree or not. You're going to hear about the most powerful ministry of the church. Uh, I'm only going to be able to give you just a portion, just a a little piece of information uh, compared to how much is actually here concerning this subject. Luke chapter number 24, verses 44. I'll begin reading there. Luke 22, I'm sorry, 24, verses 44. And Jesus said to them, first of all, let's answer the question, who is them? Who's the them? Because Jesus didn't say this to everybody. But he did say it to those who knew him, who followed him, who were his disciples. This, of course, is after the resurrection, before his ascension. He said to them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Did you hear that? He said, it's all about me. It's always, even from the foundation, it's always been about me. The law points to him. The writings of the prophets point to him. The Psalms, they all point to him. And he said these things must be fulfilled which were written concerning me. Then opened he their understanding. According to the text, he did not open the understanding of anyone else at that particular time. But he did open the understanding of those who were with him and who he was with. 
those that had relationship, those that were in alignment with him, those that followed his teaching and obeyed him. He opened their understanding that they might, say might, understand what? The scriptures. What scriptures? Well, in, here in this text, there's three categories the books of the law, the books of the prophets, and the Psalms. He opened their understanding that they might understand that all the scriptures were about him. And he gave them this understanding, he gave them the key. And the scripture says, records that he said, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name, and that name is Jesus. And he says that it should be preached among how many nations? All nations beginning at Jerusalem. And then he makes this powerful statement, and ye are witnesses of these things. You've been with me, you have known me, you have seen me, you have touched me, you have heard me, you've experienced me, and you have received the message. You are witnesses of these things. And I thought today that that was pretty interesting that he said that, that they were interest or they were witnesses of things that they saw and things that they heard. But there's another level of witnessing we're going to get into here tonight. In Acts chapter number one, they're asking the Lord questions. In Acts chapter number one, they're asking him specific questions. And his reply in verse number 8 is, but ye shall receive power. Someone say power. This strength, this ability, this might, this virtue. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And here it is. Here's the answer. And ye shall be mighty Preachers. Is that what he said? He didn't say that you're going to be an awesome, talented, gifted singer, speaker. But he says, you're going to receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And he prophesies and he says, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Most of us know that have studied that that word witness is martis, which we get the term martyr or martyrdom. But after we have read through the Scripture, particularly uh, the book of Acts, we will soon or we should soon discover that when they went to Samaria, they didn't die there. When they went to Judea, they didn't die there. That when they went to other places, other nations, other ethnic groups, other, other nationalities, they didn't physically die there. So what was he talking about? You shall be martyrs unto me. You shall be witnesses Unto me. First of all, he spoke this to those that were chosen, those that had answered the call to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what's going to make you effective in your relationship 
with God and with men and in ministry. And that is when you choose, amen, what God has chosen for you. When you answer the call of God and you follow him. Because when you follow him, he will take you, amen, through a process and he will lead you in the path, amen, of righteousness for his namesake and he will direct your paths. He will establish your goings. You will end up exactly where he wants you to be at the designated time. That's what happens when you follow him. When you follow him, you experience his greatness, his glory, his fullness, and you, amen, receive the power to be content. You learn how to be faithful even when the road is rough if you stay focused on following him. But back to the story. You shall be witnesses unto me. Now we know by observation, we know that there have been many people to receive the Holy Ghost, but they did not continue in the faith, didn't continue in the house of the Lord, didn't continue serving God, and they never became the witnesses that they were empowered to be. Does that make sense? Would you agree with that? Some people never uh, move forward into that ministry, into that role, responsibility, and function. Even though they received the power, they never truly became witnesses unto the Lord. Jesus, of course, spoke this to his disciples, his faithful followers. This was a prophetic declaration because he knew the end from the beginning and he knew exactly who was going to go forth in his name and with his word and with his message. And he knew exactly where they were going to do it, where they were going to share it. And of course, now here we are some many, many years later we are not the 12. We're not the Fantastic Four. We're a new generation. We haven't seen the Lord with our eyes. We haven't handled the word of life. We haven't touched him. We haven't sat down and had uh, dinner with him. We haven't been fishing together. He hasn't been on our boat in a physical sense we can't tell others what color his hair is or his eyes. We cannot tell people what he likes for breakfast. We can't tell people uh, uh, the things that we've learned about him on a physical level. But we can stand here today and tell you that we know him in the spirit. That we know him in the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is the spirit of Christ. It's the spirit of the Lord. And that spirit has filled us so that we might know him and also share him with others. Praise God. Empowered to be witnesses unto the Lord. This requires more than just being born again. It also requires revelation of truth, revelation of who Jesus Christ really is. Do you think that God's going to send you into a world to witness unto him if you don't know him according to the correct theology, according to correct knowledge? No, 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 no. He's not going to send you in that state of ignorance. So he schools us. He gives us ministry. He gives us people that will help us, amen, that will teach us and communicate the word of God so that we can increase in the knowledge knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ because you got to have more than just the ability the might the strength you got to have the knowledge you got to have the right revelation if you're going to be an effective witness in the world in which you and I live would you say praise God and this of course requires a decision a choice that you and I have to make 
I had to make a decision that I'm not just going to receive the Holy Ghost and do my own thing. I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost and just let the Holy Ghost, amen, guide me and help me and teach me and be the Lord in my life. Praise God. I've got to make a decision that I'm going to study and I'm going to invest and I'm going to apply myself. You see, trees, they have no will. They just grow because of the elements, the rain, the sunshine, the soil. But if you and I are going to grow, we've got to make a decision. I'm going to grow in grace, and I'm going to grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if I don't, I'll never be an effective witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say praise God? Amen. Tell you, just go ahead and get. I'm going to get just way down the road and I'll rewind and we'll go back and forth a little bit. But I, I hope to convince you tonight that the most powerful ministry in the body of Christ is the ministry of a witness. It's not the ministry of an apostle, a prophet, or evangelist, or pastor, or teacher, or deacon, or bishop, or worker of miracles. No, 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 no. Those things and those ministries have their place because God sets them in the church. But I want to tell you, 24 hours a day, every day of the week, you're not going to operate. You're not going to uh, flow in those particular gifts. But there's one ministry that you can function in every day that you live. And it's that that ministry that's going to make a difference in your world, in your neighborhood where you work, and that's the ministry of a true witness of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to see that in Scripture tonight. Praise God, praise God. I don't know about everybody, but I'm baptized with this revelation. Pray. It doesn't matter what my office or title or position or assignment particularly or, or what I've been ordained to do or where I've been sent to go. My main priority and focus is no matter what I'm positioned or, or, or set or ordained or, or whatever, whatever, what doesn't matter. What matters is that I must maintain this focus that I am empowered to be a witness unto the Lord Jesus Christ. A witness unto him. Praise God. What is a witness? You say martyr. And we can read a little bit and see even some history concerning martyrs. A martyr simply means a person who willingly suffers death or gives their life for something, for someone they believe in, right? We see martyrs in other religions. Is that right? Yeah. Some of them just strap bombs to themselves and run into traffic and run into crowds and just you know, blow themselves up, and, you know, they're called martyrs of their faith. But that's not what the Lord was talking about. No, 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 no. The martyrdom that the Lord's talking about here is living sacrifice. He's not talking about you're, you're, you're going to go over here and you're just going to die. You're just going to physically die. No, 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 no. The Lord's looking for not a dead Christian. He's not looking for someone to just you know, just strap a bomb or strap a Bible to themselves and just, you know, jump off the stage and say, Jesus is Lord. No, no, there's much more than that. He wants you to give your life, amen, give your life to him so that he can shine through you, so that he can manifest himself through you. It's life out of death. What kind of death are we talking about? I'm talking about self-sacrifice. I'm talking about presenting your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Amen. Because that is our reasonable service. And if we can accomplish that, then we'll function more effectively and powerfully in the ministry of the witness. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many has the Holy Ghost here tonight? And you just want to say, God, I want to be a more effective witness. I want to be more vocal. Hallelujah. I want to be more demonstrative and to be able to declare the oracles of God in word and in deed. Woo, hallelujah. Can we praise the Lord just a moment here? 
they give their life. And if you have been in the Word a little while, you may recall the Scriptures. Jesus taught that if you're going to live, you've got to die. If you're going to be first, you've got to be last. You see, it's all, t- all the principles of the ways of God are all tied together. They're all connected. It's just one big revelation that flows. The Word of God is a living thing. It's a flowing thing. It proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's endless. And if you and I can just get into the flow of the Word of God, hallelujah, that's orchestrated by the Spirit of God, amen, that we'll know Him more and we'll be able to manifest Him more. Praise God. You give your life so that he can manifest his life. There are a number of scriptures that talk about the Son of God, Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus Christ may be made manifest in your mortal bodies. The only way that that is going to be a reality is if we are crucified with him so that the life we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God. Oh, hallelujah. All the day long we're killed and we're slaughtered for Christ's sake so that Christ can live and rule and reign in and through us. And that is, that is what witnessing actually looks like. You may not be good with words, but you can be a powerful witness. You may not be good with money, and you may not be good with people. You may have come from a broken home and a broken situation, but if God fills you with the Holy Ghost, amen, he is saying, I'm empowering you to know me and to be a witness for my namesake. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And you may not fulfill your dream, But the greater reality is you will fulfill his calling. His dream is greater than your dream. Oh, his dream is even bigger than your dream. You're so limited in your thinking, but God is unlimited. Hallelujah. Mm. His plan transcends this world. We're going to see that. We're going to experience the transcendence of God And his eternal plan. But while we're here. We must realize. We're here to do more than just have good church services. We're here to do more than just make a living and have a family. We are here to be witnesses unto the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not simply a New Testament concept. This is something that the Lord's been working on ever since the creation of man. He's wanting to establish a man, a a testament, a testimony, a witness in the earth of who and what he is. Because people can't see him. And if the Lord was to truly utter his voice, we could not handle it. But God gave us a spirit so that he can communicate with our spirit. Because flesh by itself cannot handle handle even the voice of God. God gave you a spirit so that he can commune and fellowship with you and you with him. The early church... As we read through the book of Acts, the early church was determined to faithfully testify in word and in deed of the revealed lordship, the deity and humanity of Jesus Christ. And they were willing to give their lives so that the whole world, their known world, could have a chance to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ, God the creator that has become our Yeshua, our Jesus, our salvation. They wanted their world to know and they were determined we're going to testify. Hallelujah. They may not have had the best education, but they had a revelation. It's not educated people that make a difference in the kingdom. It's people that have a revelation of who Jesus is and where he is and where he's working. Mm, They wanted to make people known. 
help people to know him. They wanted to raise awareness of the truth. They wanted to prove. They wanted to convince. They wanted to persuade people that God is real. God is good. God is merciful. God will help you. God will forgive you. God can save your life. Hallelujah. He can take you and translate you from darkness to light. You were born in darkness and blindness and in ignorance, but he can lighten your soul so that you can see him. Because if you never see him, you'll never, ne you'll never see you. And if you never see you, you'll never live like who you were created to be. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. What are you doing? I'm putting on the lens of revelation tonight. And I'm able to see God more clearly. And because I'm able to see, amen, through the lens of the revelation, I'm able to see who I am. Who am I? I'm one of the children of God. I'm one of the sons of God. And what is my ministry? What is my responsibility? What is my primary function? To be a witness unto the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to even have a GED to be a witness. You don't have to have a car to be a witness. But you do have to have the Holy Ghost. And you do have to have right knowledge. Hallelujah. Because if you go forth with just the Holy Ghost and you don't have right knowledge, you are what the Bible calls a false witness. There's false witnesses everywhere. Because they're speaking things that are contrary to the revelation of who Jesus is. They're speaking their definition instead of God's definition. Hello? They're speaking their understanding instead of the understanding that comes from God. That's a false witness, and I'm not here to label people. I'm just here to say this is what the Bible said. i got to move forward here. Witness is also a legal term. It refers to one who gives record gives testimony, gives evidence to reveal the proof of something or someone. Someone say witness. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> Heard you uh, got in an accident. Yeah, got in an accident. A couple of days ago, you know, and they ran over my bicycle, and uh, they took my money, and they beat me up pretty bad. Oh, Johnny, I'm so sorry to hear that. Was there any witnesses? Did anybody see it? <laughs> you know, we'll believe people more if, we, if they have witnesses. I was in a wreck one time. On the way to church, got hit by an undercover cop driving with their lights off. And I told the officer, I said, sir, it's dark, it's raining. I pulled out. I'm on my way to church. And the reason I pulled out is because I looked both ways and I didn't see any light. I didn't see any headlights. I didn't see an automobile. Well, <clears throat> it was an undercover cop and they were on their way to a bust. And uh, there was a merchant, there was a store owner, merchant there on the side of the road who said, oh, you know, then they were questioned. And they answered the question, oh, yeah, 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 they had their lights on. And they came out like five minutes later. And I'm like, that was a lie. They took this, maybe they were persuaded. <laughs> Listen here, this is what you say. I had my lights on. But anyway, it was a false testimony, and there was a fine issued, etc. So people will really believe you if they have a witness, if they hear from a witness. You can go into court, jury duty. How many's ever been there? You, you, you watch all those movies while you're there at jury duty, you know? Like, wow, <laughs> free TV at the courthouse, right? <laughs> Brother Whittingham knows what I'm talking about. Clerk at Palm Beach. But, uh, you know, we're, we're there hoping that we don't get picked <laughs> to sit on a jury, you know, that we don't have to 
uh, be a part of that. And, and uh, I think I've only had to stay maybe one time, <laughs> especially when they ask me the question. You know, they examine, examine you. What do you think of truth? Well, truth is something I base my life on. I believe in an absolute truth. Okay, you're dismissed. <laughs> but witness, witness is actually a, a legal term. And I believe that, uh, that we are here today um, not because we are uh, simply a, a legal witness, but because we are an empowered witness. We are empowered. We have been filled. We have received by impartation the revelation of God. And therefore, we are enabled. We are empowered. We're qualified to be witnesses unto the Lord. In the New Testament church, and I'll, I'll try to move quickly. I wasn't sure if this was going to teach or preach, but I just needed to proclaim it. Amen. Something the Lord wants us to get a hold of. Hallelujah. Because he needs us in every area of society. He needs us to be witnesses. And listen, it's more than just dressing a certain way. Okay? There are other groups that dress a certain way. Hello? And look a certain way and do certain things. But they're not witnesses unto the Lord Jesus Christ. They're not bringing anybody to the Lord. They're not bringing the Lord to anybody. So it's going to take more because I've seen some people dress right, have a bad attitude. Have the, robe, the wardrobe of Christ but the attitude of devils. Conceited, arrogant, and full of pride. That's not witnessing. No, that's not witnessing. Ooh. I better just move on from that. My gosh. But I know no one in here will ever be offended at statements like that. But the truth is, all of the church, no matter what your office, no matter what your gifting, no matter what your title, position, ministry is, you are to never cease from being a witness. The calling of God is singular. The gifts are plural. And the assignments may be many. You may have an assignment for this amount of time. Do you understand that? You may have an assignment and you're doing this for this amount of time. Your next assignment may be this for a certain amount of time. But being a witness is not simply an assignment. It's part of the calling of God. It's part of following the Lord because your assignments may change. You may be leader over here today, but you may not be there tomorrow, Moses. But there is one thing that will never change. You are to be a witness unto him. That's right. Even when you're in your wheelchair, we're empowered. Even on our dying bed, we're empowered to be witnesses unto him this is to be a permanent and a constant responsibility a priority and a function in our lives praise God when I go out into the world when brother Vieira goes to uh, the Wellington Town Hall is that what we call it the Wellington Town Hall when we go there and we do those invocations, we're not going as simply reverend or pastor or teacher or bishop or evangelist. No, 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 no. We're going there as witnesses. We're not going there to pastor those people. We're not even there to simply evangelize. We're there for one thing, and that is to be a witness unto the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. Now, all those other things can happen too, but don't lose sight of your primary responsibility. It should be permanent. It should be perpetual. It should be constant and remain your priority. That's why when I'm mad and upset, I don't need to be at Walmart. 
because I'm going to see somebody there and I'm not going to be a good witness. <laughs> I'm going to put that card in my pocket. You know what I'm talking about? I'm just here to get my cookies and leave. <laughs> well, since I'm here, Briar's ice cream is on sale. Buy a half gallon, get a half gallon free. <clears throat> But in the Old Testament, the Lord spoke through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 43. This is what the Lord said in verse number 10. He says, ye are my witnesses. Ooh, that's what the Lord said. And he spoke it through the prophet. He said, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. For what? what, what what's this all about? That you may know and believe. And understand what makes you and I a more effective witness when I know him, I believe him, and I understand him. Because if you don't know and believe and understand, you're not going to be able to effectively share and show him to others. Does that make sense? That I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared, and I've saved, and I've showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore, therefore, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. There's a spirit working in this world that's trying to say, there's no God there's no God that created us. No, 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 no. We came from this. We came from that. We came from something else. We came from something that's still evolving. We just can't prove it yet. And they're preaching theory. But yet we have theology. We have truth. We have something that the whole world needs to hear. And that is there is one God. And this one God is the Lord. And this one God who is the Lord is the King of kings. The creator that became our Savior. That came into the earth. Manifested himself in flesh. And we beheld his glory. And he's alive and well. And he's pouring out his spirit even today. Hallelujah. Ooh, my God, my God. So we see that knowing, believing, and understanding him produces an effective witness. Praise God. And notice when he talks about witnessing, the focus of witnessing is always him. The focus of witnessing is always him, not stuff. Because sometimes we simply stop and just talk about all what he can do for you instead of who he is. And people get the idea that Jesus is Santa Claus. Jesus is just going to pay my mortgage. And they, they develop an unrealistic and unbiblical expectation of the Lord. And when they go through a trial, they fall out because they have no faith. Therefore, we've got to be communicators of who and what he is. That's the foundation of faith. If you can't please a God you haven't heard about, and if you don't hurt, you haven't heard about him, you're not going to know and understand and believe him. No, 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 no. My God, I want you to say this with me. Say, say, witnessing is my function. It's my ministry. I'm empowered to be a witness. I'm going to be a witness to my mailman. I'm going to be a witness to my to, to the person in the drive-thru that annoys me. I'm going to be a witness unto the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, they get paid to be nice, but we're empowered, amen, to make a difference. Uh, some, some, sometimes people just learn these behaviors. I'm telling you, if you can learn Jesus, he'll teach you how to behave. That's right. Because he'll live through you. <laughs> Praise God. That means every apostle should be a witness. Every prophet should be a witness. Every teacher should be a witness. All the saints should be witness. Every bishop should be a witness. Every deacon should be a witness. Every mama should be a witness. Every father, every son, every daughter. Come on, every worker of miracle. It don't matter if you have faith, amen, to move mountains. You need to be a witness because you can't move every mountain. But you can 
function as a witness every day. That's right. That's our primary responsibility. My God. It's a ministry that you never graduate from. You say, well, I'm just a witness. Oh. You want to know who makes a difference in the earth? The witnesses. At the mouth of two or three what? At the mouth of two or three who? At the mouth of two or three what? Oh, no, no, no. you got to have a high calling. High calling. Well, a couple months ago we talked about the high calling. <laughs> what a revelation that was. Yes. But at the mouth of two or three what? Witnesses. Let every word be established. Established. Settled. Confirmed. Thy word is forever settled. Where? In heaven. What do witnesses do? We get it settled down here. We get it confirmed down here. We establish in the earth that which is already settled in heaven. Praise God. What's he looking for? He's looking for a witness. That's right. Oh, praise God. And that's what these members of the early church did. They established the revelation of Jesus Christ. The theology, according to Scripture, they established it in the earth. And they turned their world upside down. Praise God. I'm not going to be much longer. A true witness delivereth souls, but a deceitful witness speaketh lies. In Peter's first message, after receiving the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord, he said, we are all. That's what he said. That's what this apostle, this disciple, that's what this man of God said in his first message. After receiving the Holy Ghost, he says, we are all witnesses. In Acts 2 and 40, and many other words did he, Peter, testify. What do witnesses do? They testify. And they exhort, saying, save yourselves from uh, this untoward Generation Acts 3.15, wherefore we are witnesses. Acts 5.32, and we are his witnesses. Acts chapter 10, we are witnesses of all these things which he did. He didn't reveal it to everybody. He didn't reveal it to all people, but unto the witnesses he has chosen. That's Acts chapter number 10, verses 39 through uh, 44. He says, he says, the Lord commanded us to preach to the people and testify. Testify. And then the the next verse says, to him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth. This is Acts chapter number 10. These were not simply words. This wasn't a sermon. No, this was a testimony. This man of God, he hadn't been in the library. No, no, no. He'd been in the prayer room. He heard from God. He was filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. He had a revelation of Jesus Christ that was given to him. And he knew him personally and intimately. And he went forth and he said, To him give all the prophets witness. And he began to, and he continued preaching. These were not vain, empty words. These were the testimony, the testimonies of the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 5, we are all his witnesses. And so also is the Holy Ghost whom God hath given to him that obey him. I wish I had a, a little bit of time to talk about that. What makes you a powerful witness is the word of God and the working of His Spirit. Is everybody tired? Am I the only one excited about this? I know it's Wednesday night. <laughs> you got some crazy man up there jumping around. Listen, I had popcorn before church, okay? I feel good. It had extra butter on it. My hands are a little bit greasy, but I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost quickening me and saying to me to communicate to you that remind my people who they are and what I put my power in them. I didn't put it, amen. He didn't put his power in you to make you feel good. He put his power in you to make you a witness. To make you a witness unto him. Praise God. 
And we want to testify. We want to do more than just invite people to church. We want to testify who the Lord is. Oh, yeah. Because they may never come to church, but if you leave them with a testimony. Not just your testimony that he healed you, but a testimony of who healed you. Who was it that healed your... That's the one I want to know about. I want to know more than just how awesome your church is. I want to know the God of your church. I want to know what makes your church the church. Tell me about Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is the power, the source, the life that gives us the ability to truly be witnesses unto Him. And the revelation gives us the knowledge. I'm going to close. Music, please come. That kind of help us all out. I'll tell you what, I'll just. I'm a witness, not a musician, right? <laughs> Just stay in your calling, son. <laughs> Paul is speaking about his life and his service in the ministry, and he says this. He says, testify. Someone say, testify. What you going to do, Brother Lamar? We're going to do more than just play that organ. We're going to, when we have some grits in there, when we have grits and groceries, you know, <laughs> when we go to Curry Park, we're going to do more than just have a little food. We're going to have a testimony service. My preaching is going to be testifying who he is. Hallelujah. Who he is and what he can do, what he has done. Come on. People may, may deny it if, if they hear it somewhere, but if they hear it from someone who it actually happened to. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I was bound. I was a slave. I was captive. I could not help myself, but I've been liberated by the Lord. Let me tell you who Jesus is. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. He said, I'm testifying to the Jews and to the Greeks. He talks about repentance toward God, faith towards the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, this is what he said. He said, I'm going to Jerusalem. I'm bound for Jerusalem. The Lord's already determined where I'm going. He said, but I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know one thing is going to happen. The Holy Ghost is going to witness in every city. He said, I'm going to Jerusalem. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if they're going to receive me or reject me. I don't know if it's going to be a riot or revival. I don't know none of those things. But there's one thing I do know. The Holy Ghost is going to witness in every city. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I've become a martyr. I've become a living sacrifice. And my life is not my own. I'm bought with a price. I'm going to glorify him by giving myself to him so that he can give himself to the world through me. Let's stand to our feet. Oh, glory. Mm. Oh, oh, hallelujah. My, 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 my. He said the Holy Ghost is going to witness in every city. You mean the Holy Ghost can talk? Can the Holy Ghost talk, my friend? Can the Holy Ghost talk to people? Huh? Oh, yeah. How's he going to witness in every city? He's going to witness in every city that you go to. And you're going to be the conduit of God's communication. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. I feel like shouting. I feel like screaming. I'm not even in the mood for popcorn right now, but I, I feel like having apostolic church. Praise God. I feel like getting so full of the presence and the power of God. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes my failings and my, my mistakes and, and the things that I've done and said and thought, they hinder me. But God is trying to help us. He's trying to lift us up. To get us to focus back on Him and not the mistakes we've made and the failures and, and how many times we fall. Come on, a just man falls seven times, but he gets back up again. Because I'm called, I'm empowered to be a witness, to be a witness. 
to be a witness. The Holy Ghost is going to witness in every city. You know why? Because that's where I'm going. He's going to use my mouth. He's going to use my tongue. No wonder John the Baptist stood up and said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. He wasn't talking about himself. He was talking about the voice of God. Hallelujah. That was being uttered through him. The voice of God came through the prophets. And I would that all God's people become prophets. What does that mean? You can become fortune tellers and foretellers. No, no, no. It means you become declarers of the word of God by the spirit of God. Past, present, or future. Past, present, or future. Just give them the testimony of who our God is. Acts 4.33, and with great power gave the apostles witness. Ooh, witness. What was their greatest ministry? Witness. Testimony. Testify. With my life. With my actions, my appearance, my associations, my attitude. Witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that other people can behold the reality of God. Not the religion of a church. But so that they can behold the reality of our God. You guys ready? I wish I could put this on everybody in this house. I, I wish you could feel what the Lord is doing right now. Ooh, praise God. I want it to work in me. I want it to feel me. Oh, yes. I want it to just circulate through my system tonight. Praise God. May never get on a pulpit, but I have a ministry. <laughs> may never have a title. May never have a position, but I've got a ministry. What is that ministry? I'm to testify to the world who he is. Let, let, me, let me skip. I know it's 817. We got to get out of here. Acts 825, they testified and preached the word. Acts 18, Paul testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. Acts 28, 23, Paul expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus. <laughs> Paul, again, Acts 23, in the night followed, the Lord stood by me, and he said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for thou hast testified for me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. Yeah. I'm going to take you beyond what's comfortable. I'm going to take you out of your home and out of your nation and away from your language and your culture, and you're going to testify in another place to another people because the Lord wants everybody to know him he's their creator he's not just your creator he's their creator he's our creator the creator wants creation to know him to believe him to understand him to trust him to follow him In the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant. What was the Ark of the Covenant about? That's right. The Ark of the Covenant. What was in the Ark of the Covenant? Can you tell me? What was in the Ark of the Covenant? The tables of stone. You got the law, the word. What else was in the Ark of the Covenant? You know, that chest, that box, wood overlaid with gold. huh? That deity and humanity representation, that symbol. What, what was in that box? The testimony, the testimony of God. You had the rod that budded, the rod that budded, a stick that wasn't connected, had no life source in it, but God made it bud, the power of God from death to life. You had the manna, the provision of God, and you had the word, the prophecy of God. All that in the Ark of the Covenant and it was called the Ark of the Testimony the testimony of who? of Him the testimony of God what were the tables about? the law, it was about the testimony of God let me close with this when the Lord 
appeared to Saul of Tarsus. He said, Saul, I've appeared to thee for this purpose. You ready? You ready for this? I appeared to thee for this purpose. This is what you need to get, Paul. This is something that you need never forget because it's going to be your lifelong calling. Here it is. I appeared to thee for this reason, for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness. A minister and a witness. That the whole world will have a chance to hear the gospel. Before the end comes, the whole world will have heard who Jesus is. They will have heard the gospel. He's not coming until the gospel is spread throughout the whole world. Why is the witness so powerful? Why is the testimony so powerful? Let me close in Revelation. For the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. There's nothing more powerful than him. There's nothing more powerful than the testimony of Jesus Christ. Because when there's no more miracles, when there's no more gifts, when all of these things fade and pass away, there's one thing that's going to stand, and that is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Love that was personified. The message of who he is and why he came and what he did when he got here. And what is to come for those who will believe him. Would you lift your hands with me if you're hungry to be a more effective witness? <laughs> oh, through the work of the Holy Ghost and the revelation of the Word of God, I want to be a more effective witness in my world to testify in word and in deed the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, just take your liberty now. You can stand where you are, or you can move around, or you can kind of get in your prayer posture, or you can just do whatever, amen. As long as it's in order, we're, we're going to be all right with it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just draw near to God. Amen. Let Him impart this revelation. Let Him impart this word to you. Let Him feel your spirit. Let Him put His knowledge in you. Let Him give you the understanding that you and I need here tonight. I want to be a witness. Hallelujah. I want to function in this ministry. I may be other things, but I never graduate from being a witness. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, my God, my God, I want to be a witness unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God, praise God. I've been empowered. I've been filled to be a witness unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just take some time. Let's just take some time, some quality time here. I know we don't have a lot of time here, but we can have some quality. We can have some quality time with God to respond to Him, to respond to the summoning of God, the call of God. Hallelujah. Don't forget. The reason I gave you the Holy Ghost is to be a witness. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Every time you operate in the Holy Ghost and not your flesh, you're a witness unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Every time you speak the Word of God by the quickening of the Holy Ghost, you're being a witness. Hallelujah. Every time you love by the love of God, you're being a witness of Him. Praise God. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Every time you operate in charity, the agape of God, you're being a witness of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In word and deed, we're going to be witnesses. We're going to be witnesses. Never lose sight of this powerful ministry. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Before the end comes, there's going to be two powerful people in the earth. There's going to be signs and there's going to be wonders and there's going to be death. And he calls them the two witnesses. The two witnesses. The two witnesses. Hallelujah. But before the two witnesses take their place, let the church take its place in the ministry of the witness. Hallelujah. With the revelation of Jesus and with the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let it be, let it be, let it happen in me. I want to have that confidence in the Lord God that every place I go, the Holy Ghost is going to witness. And I'm going to let the Lord, I'm going to let the Lord, I'm going to let the Lord speak. I want to be an oracle of God. If any man speak, let him be as an oracle of God. Come on. He's not talking about people that have titles and positions and all. I wish all God's people become vocal, an oracle of God, a witness. Hallelujah. In word and in works. Hallelujah. If you got a song, you can sing. Oh my. I pray we're convinced. I pray we're persuaded. I pray that we're prompted, that we're provoked, that we're led. Oh yes. Hallelujah. Give myself away so you can use. I give myself. 